0: Well, welcome everybody on this Labor Day weekend. Good to have you all with us, and also want to say hello to all those who are on online as well as those at our campuses. So, can we welcome them today? Thank you. Well, I don't know about you, but I have learned a few things about myself over the past six months of the stay-at-home order slash quarantine. Uh, the first thing that I learned is I don't enjoy working at home. Now, it's not that I'm not uber productive. It's not that I don't get lots of things done. But I hate it when I'm not around other people. You see, I am extremely extroverted. I love being around people. In fact, all my friends in the office would call me like every day that we had to work at home. And they were like, Andrew, are you okay? I'd be like, no, dude, I'm, I'm fine. It's all right but it was really, really hard for me. And me and my family were all kind of scrunched in this small little house over the first few months of quarantine. And I was trying to do work. My kids were trying to go to school. My wife was trying to keep the kids in school and on their Zoom calls and everything else. And it was really hard. The other thing that I learned about myself is I am extremely loud. I am by nature a loud person. Person, And in fact, every time I talk on the phone or I get on a Zoom call, I get that much louder. And I learned this very quickly because my wife would walk in almost every day and she would hand me this little note that says, please use your inside voice. Now, what my wife doesn't know is that I have one voice. I don't have an inside voice or an outside voice. God gave me one voice that I use all the time. And so I would talk on the phone and my kids would kind of go crazy with us. And because, you know, we were all sharing the same Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi didn't work very well at all times. So one day I was having a team meeting with like 22 other people on my Zoom call. And so I'm leading this meeting, right? And I'm getting all excited. And like I'm sitting in my kid's room, my boy's room. What I didn't realize was my daughter was in a class right next door because her bedroom was right next to theirs and she was sitting in class and the whole time she could hear her dad talking. And so I'm talking, I'm getting animated and everything like that with my team and all of a sudden the door barges open right into my Zoom call. And she says, Dad, my teacher heard your voice and he put me on mute And so that was when I realized that I had a problem. Uh, I have a bad habit, though, of being loud all the time. And it doesn't matter where I go, whether I'm at church or whether I'm at home or whether I'm at the gym. I am just by nature a very loud person. And it's always been a bad habit for me. And I know around here a lot of us have some different bad habits. Some of you may have the bad habit of being late all the time. You can't show up on time for anything. Others of you have the problem of going to Target, and every time you go to Target, you can't not spend $100. Every time. Maybe that's just my family. Uh, others of you might have the habit of, what, what do we learn during COVID? You might be a stress eater. And what happened when this whole stay-at-home order came down is everyone went shopping and they bought up all the toilet paper in the entire nation. And then after they bought up toilet paper, they bought snacks. And what happened was, after about six months of eating all the snacks, all of us were about 15 pounds heavier. Am I right? Not if you agree. Nobody agrees, awesome. But we have bad habits, don't we? And sometimes our bad habits actually affect other people. Man, if you have the bad habit of being angry all the time, that hurts not just yourself, but it can hurt your family. You may have the bad habit of being an alcoholic and drinking all the time or doing drugs. Those bad habits are tough. You may, be, you may have that bad habit of late at night when you're on the computer looking at pornography and you can't seem to get the best of it. But make no mistake about it, folks, all of us have bad habits habits. There's things that we just don't want to do. But here's the real deal with our bad habits. You can either fake it or you can fix it. You can fake like you don't have bad habits and you can act like, oh, my whole world is together and everything's good. And you could try to sweep your bad habits under the rug. You fake it. You could say, man, it's not really my problem. It's actually everybody else's problem. It's really them for having a problem with this in the first place. We fake it. Or we can decide to fix it. And that's what this message is all about today. I want to share with you how I believe you can break the back of your bad habit. How God can release you of all those different things that you struggle with. And in order to do that, we have to understand where bad habits come from. And this is important for us because bad habits actually come out of the way that we're wired up. It comes actually out of our brain chemistry because it's a part of our survival mechanism. I was doing some research for this talk and I found this psychologist named Judson Brewer. And Judson Brewer did lots of studies on bad habits. And what he found is a lot of times with bad habits, we have a trigger. Like for instance, if I was to show you This very big ice cream sundae, ooh, this is a trigger right here, right? Like you see this picture and you're like, oh man, I could eat that right now. And what happens? In your brain, things start to light up. In your brain, you start getting excited and you're like, oh man, I could eat that right now. I'm kind of hungry right now. If you're at home right now, please do not leave and eat an ice cream sundae. Uh, but your your brain starts to light up, right? Because you're triggered. And that trigger leads to a behavior. You eat the ice cream sundae, and because you eat it, you get the reward and the satisfaction. Well, that was built in us so that we would survive. So that we would see food and we would get excited about it. We'd eat the food, and then we would have the reward of not being hungry anymore, and that we would live. Now, the problem is that our brains have become Super creative. And not only can we do this with ice cream, but we do this with all sorts of things. We can do this socially all around us, where we see things that we perceive are cool, or that's what the popular group of kids are doing, whether that be in high school or whether that be at your workplace or somewhere else. And we become triggered by kind of what we see. And we think that if we act like that cool kid group, man, I'll be popular. I'll be accepted by Everybody else. And so, what happens? People get triggered by seeing that, and so it leads to a behavior. They start drinking. They start smoking. They start sleeping around. And they do start doing all these bad behaviors because they want to arrive somewhere socially. Here's the process that Judson Brewer says that we all go through. The process is that you're triggered by something outside. That then leads into a behavior. You do that action, and then you have the reward. Now, that was meant to keep you alive, but the problem is that we get caught up in some very unhealthy habits. We get caught up in eating, drinking, smoking, gambling, and doing all these sorts of bad habits that really hold us back. And maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I got some bad habits in my own life, but there's no hope for me. I can't get through my bad habits. Andrew, I have tried before. And I've never been able to have victory over it. Well, if that's you today, I am so glad that you're here because I believe that God wants to help you. God wants to help you to break through that misery of being stuck in a bad habit. And we're going to see that today as we open up the Bible. And what I love about the Bible is it's so honest. It's so honest. And the Apostle Paul actually dealt with bad habits. I love what it says in Romans chapter 7, verse number 19. It says this, For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. (laughs) What does that sound like? That sounds like a bad habit to me. That sounds like Paul knew what he wanted to do, but what did he keep on doing? The things that he didn't want to do. And I think all of us struggle with that, right? We wanna do things the way that God wants us to do it, but we keep struggling to go back to that same old way of doing things. We get stuck, folks, in bad habits. And here's what I know about this time with COVID 19. A lot of times, some of us had great victory over our bad habits, but what happened was we got isolated from other people, we got disconnected. And when we got disconnected from community and other people, what happened? Many of us fell back into the same bad habits that we had struggled with for a long time. So how is it that you and I can break free from our bad habits? That's what I want to share today. I want to look at what Paul said so that we can have a roadmap on how to break free from our bad habits. The first thing that you have to do, number one, if you're taking notes along with me, is you have to find freedom through the cross. If you think that you can beat your bad habits alone, you can't. You need God's help. You need God's help to overcome the bad habits in your life. And Paul knew that as well. Here's what he says in Romans chapter 7, verse number 24. He says, What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So Paul arrives at that place where he says, Man, I am such a wretched man. I'm such a wretched man. I can't get over doing all the wrong things. He calls himself wretched, and the word in Greek is talioparos. Does that make me sound smart? Okay, good. But talioparos. And talioparos can be translated as wretched, but it also can be translated as distressed or miserable. And isn't that how we are with our bad habits? Like, nobody who has a bad habit would ever describe themselves as happy. They would say, man, I am distressed. I am miserable. In fact, from time to time, as a pastor, we have people who come by who are really struggling around the church. And I sit down with a lot of people with bad habits. And every single one that I've talked to have always said, man, I'm miserable. I'm distressed. I'm wretched. I've never had one of them come to my office and say, oh, Andrew, I am so happy that I'm an alcoholic. I am so happy that I can't spend a week without going to the casino. Andrew, I'm so happy that every time I go to Target, I spend my whole entire paycheck. They never say that. In fact, by the time they make it to my office, they're saying, Andrew, I am miserable and I need some help. I need some help. They're asking for rescue. And what I love about that conversation is because they've been honest with me, I can have an honest conversation with them. And I can share how Jesus Christ came into this world to rescue us. He came to free us from all the wrong things that we used to do. He came to give us victory over our bad habits. You see, at one time, we were separated from God. We were disconnected from him because of all the wrong things that we've ever done. The Bible calls that sin. And we tried to get reconnected to God through doing good works or by going to church or by being religious, but none of that bridges the gap between us and God. But here's the good news. God saw the mess that we were in and he sent his son, Jesus Christ, down to this earth. Jesus lived a perfect life. He never sinned. And he died a horrific death on the cross so that you and I, could know God here in this life and also in the life to come forever so we could be forgiven of every wrong thing that we've ever done. You see, Jesus came down to rescue us. And I loved having those honest conversations with those people who had bad habits because they said, yeah, sign me up. I need Jesus. I want that same freedom, Andrew, that you just talked about. And many of them ended up accepting Jesus Christ. And I wish that I could say that after they accepted Jesus Christ, that their bad habit just went away. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Paul goes on to say this at the other part of verse 25. He says, So then, I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. What's Paul saying? Paul's saying, man, even though I'm a follower of Jesus... I have this one side of me that wants to do the right thing. But I also carry around with me this old nature of this old life that I used to live. And man, these two things are in tension all the time. And so Paul says, man, you've got to change. You've got to change. And so not only can you have victory from your bad habits, through Finding the freedom that comes through the cross, the second thing that you have to do if you really want freedom is you've got to renew your mind. You see, the struggle with your bad habits always starts in your mind. And I learned this from dealing with a lot of people with addictions that you've got to change your stinking thinking when it comes to your bad habits. you got to change the stinking thinking that you have If you want to break free, and I love what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse number two, because Paul addresses this. Here's what he says. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I love that verse because Paul's saying, don't conform to the pattern of this world. Don't be like everybody else. Don't be caught up in this cycle of getting locked up in bad habits. See, why is it that a lot of us fall into bad habits? I think a lot of times it's just because we weren't thinking. We didn't think about what we were doing. We didn't take time to really think through maybe what might be happening. And I believe the evil one gets us locked into this same cycle of being triggered, behaving, and then getting the reward. And because that reward never satisfies, what happens? We go right back to those old bad habits that we used to have. So what does it then take to renew your mind? For all of us, if we want to renew our mind, you got to understand your own triggers. you got to understand the triggers that are happening in your own life. Where you're really tempted by certain things. you got to know what those triggers are. And then you got to take time to evaluate where are those triggers coming from. For me, one of my bad habits of late um, is this little box that I carry around in my back pocket all the time. You see, this iPhone 11, I have the newest, latest version, uh, but this iPhone 11 has become a bad habit for me because now I spend a lot of time checking my phone all the time. Like, I'm, like, online, checking on work stuff. I'm checking my email. I'm also on social media, like Facebook, because I'm 40 years old and still cool. Um, I'm on this all the time, playing video games. And because of that, at times, what happens? It's become a very bad habit for me. At times, my wife will take this thing away from me, and she'll look at my screen time which is always very depressing. (laughs) Because you start seeing how much time you're spending on your phone. And so I had to go for myself, and I had to figure out, what is this really about for me? And for me personally, what this is about is I'm an intense people pleaser. I love people to like me. And if I don't respond to their text, if I don't comment on their photo, if I'm not always engaged in the office... I have this inside of me that I think that people may not actually like me. And so I had to figure out what's going on inside of me. Then I have to think about the consequence of this box. See, the amount of time that I spend on my phone can take me away from times with my family. Spending time with my kids who I love, who I care about so greatly. Spending time with my wife sitting on the couch, and instead of sitting on the couch and just plugging away at my phone, I can be having a great conversation with her. So at times for me, this has been my bad habit. So how is it that I renew my mind? I have to know what it's about for me personally. I have to know my triggers, and then i got to look to God for help, and i got to say, God, I'm not just going to slip into this mindless bad habit. Instead, I'm going to put you first. I'm going to renew my mind. And what's been really helpful for me is I'm a part of this great small group. And these guys in this small group really have held me accountable for getting out of my bad habits. And so I would encourage you, if you are not in a small group, you need to get into a small group. But maybe you're struggling with an addiction or, man, a deeper desire than just small little bad habits. And you really need some help. If that's you, I hope that you'll come to our Living Free program Our Living Free program is one of the best things that we do in all of Sagebrush. We have groups that meet both online and in person at a number of our different campuses. And those groups are are designed to help people to understand their triggers, to understand why they're locked up in bad habits, so that they can get free. And man, if you are struggling right now, I would encourage you, you've got to get into Living Free because they will help you to renew your mind. And then the third thing that you've got to do is this. You've got to replace your bad habit with something that's good. You've got to replace that bad habit with something that's good. I love that Paul says, don't be like everybody else. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. And then he says this, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We ask ourselves that question all the time, don't we? What's God's will for my life? Like, really, what does God want for me? And I believe what God wants for all of us is that we're not like everybody else. We're not mindless. We're not just stuck in this cycle of being triggered and then behaving a certain way and getting the reward. God wants us to be different. God wants us to live a life of purpose. And that happens when we replace all those bad habits, all that old way of living with him. And instead of trying to serve ourselves, instead of trying to make ourselves happy, we say, you know what? I'm going to live with a different set of values. I'm going to live with a set of values that says, I want to honor God first with my life. I don't want to get stuck in Satan's trap of being on this cycle for my whole entire life. Instead, I want God to help me I want to be different. And how do we do that? Well, I believe that Jesus gave us a roadmap for that, of replacing our bad habits with something good. I love what he says, Jesus says, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. What's Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, man, you've got to make God your very first priority. Of everything else that you wake up in the morning to do, don't wake up to make yourself happy. Instead, wake up and say, God, what can I do for you? God, how can I serve you? Instead of trying to build your own kingdom on this earth, what if you said, God, how can I live in light of eternity? See, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. And we don't use that language a lot of the kingdom But back then, they understood this very well. And it's not like I want to take you back to the Middle Ages or the Game of Thrones or anything like that. But the kingdom of God was something that Jesus talked about a lot of different times. Jesus said, man, you should seek first the kingdom of God. That's saying, let God rule. Let God reign in your heart. Put him first above everything else. And when you live your life that way, you will find that God gives you a reason to wake up in the morning. You'll find that you won't need your bad habits anymore because you've replaced it with something that's worth living for. See, Jesus knew that we would all struggle. And so he said that in John chapter 10, verse 10. I love what Jesus says because he makes it so clear. He says, the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. He says, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. See, that's what Jesus wanted for us. He wanted us to truly live. And when we get stuck in our bad habits, we're miserable, we're distressed, we feel like there's no way out. But he's got a better plan for us. The evil one wants you to be locked up in your bad habits, but Jesus came so that you could have life and have it to the full. And when you replace your bad habits with something that's good, God fixes what's broken inside of you And he gives you a reason to live. That's what God's able to do. And I've seen this firsthand as God has done this in our midst at our church. One of my favorite stories is a guy who used to work at our church named Brian McLean. And Brian was a great guy around here. Brian first grew up here in Albuquerque and he grew up addicted to drugs. Not only was he addicted to drugs, but Brian actually sold drugs on the street down off of Central here in Albuquerque. Brian was in a rough, rough spot. But then one day he said, enough is enough. I am tired of living this way. And he ended up accepting Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Shortly after that, he started coming to our church, which was meeting in the gymnasium at the time. And he even got baptized here. But He still had to pay for some of the wrong things that he had done. So Brian got shipped all the way back to California where he went to prison for a couple different years. But during that time, Brian was sharing Jesus with every single person that he met. He was a changed man on the inside. And after he got out, he came back to Albuquerque and he became one of our first facility guys here at our church. What I love about him, so awesome. He didn't just work as a guy who helped serve around this place, but he had a heart for ministry. When people showed up early at our church just to talk to a pastor, and there were no other pastors here, he would sit down with them, and he would share Jesus Christ with them. After seeing just the heart that this guy had for ministry, we had an open spot on our team for the Highland Campus pastor. And Brian stepped up in that role and God used him in a powerful way. He was leading other people to the Lord and he was living a great life for Jesus Christ. Then two years ago, Brian McClain died of cancer. He's the first guy on our staff to ever die. And all of us were so heartbroken. So we all gathered together for a service to honor him. We gathered together here in this room on our Riverside campus, and the place was packed. The place was filled with people who had found the hope of Jesus Christ through Brian. You see, God took a strug out druggie and turned his life around and used him to build the kingdom of God. And that, my friends, is a miracle. And I, could believe, I believe that God can do that in your own life. You might be here today, and you might just be neck deep in bad habits, and you don't see a way out. If that's you, friend, I hope today would be the day that you find freedom through the cross, through what Jesus Christ did for you. Then that you make the decision that I'm going to renew my mind. I'm not going to get locked up and stinking thinking, but I am going to get locked up and surrendering my mind over to Jesus Christ every day. Then you replace that bad habit with something good. Make the most of your time here on this earth. None of us know how many days we have, and so we need to use it for God. For all of us here today, we've come face to face with the fact that in regards to our bad habits, we can either fake it or fix it. My hope today is that you'd look to God for help. See, because God is bigger than any of your bad habits, and God wants to help you today. I challenge you, if you're here today and you're locked up in your bad habits, to surrender those to God and to be renewed. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die for us so that, God, we could have victory over our bad habits. And, Father, I know today that there may be somebody in this room or somebody online or on TV right now who's really struggling. God, they're neck deep in their bad habits, and they don't see a way out. God, I pray today would be their wake-up call, that today would be that moment that they get serious about you. Today would be the moment that they cry out for rescue. God, thank you for sending Jesus down in this world to rescue us. And so, God, I pray for the ones who are here, the ones online, that they'd be courageous right now in this moment to give their life to you. I pray, God, that they would cry out for your help and that, God, you'd meet them no matter what they're facing. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.